Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Let me just simplify this. How do you treat the least important, significant person in your life? And this whole image of God is this. He's in us. He's in you. You are made in the image of God. Humanity was made in the image of God. Good morning, friends. Happy Father. Yes. Happy Father's Day. I like to call it Happy Dad Dude's Day. Dude's Day. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of sounds like that, right? A lot of like just loud voices like, ooh, ooh. I don't know. Why do we do this? Why do we, guys, do, why do we do that? Secu- for security reasons. That's it. In- insecurity. Insecurity. Whatever. We're highly secure. Yes? Okay, well, I said we're highly secure. Yes, that means... Oh, my God. We're going to have to have something. We're going to have something. But, hey, glad you're here, though. If you're joining us online, you're here, you're a guest, glad you're here. I'm Naeem, one of the pastors here. And, uh, man, I am excited that um, we're having this uh, conversation. Uh, so we are in week, I think, five or six, I think five, of this series called Reimagine God. Or, and and I, I think it's been really great for us. And so tonight, today we're going to continue the conversation. If you feel like, oh, well, what about this and what about that? The thing is, these are a series of conversations, so it would be really great for you to go back and check them out. Um, but we're going to go week uh, five, I think. Uh, six, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Um, I should know this. It sounds like, it, it feels like week 16, but whatever, okay? But uh, we're going to jump right into it. Now, I got to tell you, I did something uh, the other day that I've never done before, and you would think I've, I had done this before, but I played uh, poker. I played poker for the very first time. I'm talking high stakes poker, people. 30 bucks. Like that, that was it. That, that was the max. That was the max, and I played for the very first time, and uh, the guys uh, were very gracious, and um, man, I was trying to figure things out. I did not play poker before, and I just knew this one phrase, this one phrase, this one concept, this one idea, and that was that, that you don't play your hand, you play, okay, do you guys don't know, okay, you play the player, because you're bluffing and all that, you play the player. You don't play your hand, in a sense. Like, you have to uh, figure out what other players are doing. You've got a, a body language. I mean, there's a lot of communication going on there. And you've got to play your players, in the, the player, instead of the card. Now, I heard this. I'm not quite sure if it's true. But that's what I was trying to do, okay? That's what I was trying to do. So I'm sitting with the next to this guy. And I'm, like, trying to pretty much, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to hear what he is thinking. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hear what he is thinking. And so I'm like, oh, what is he thinking? What is he thinking right now? And then I'm looking at my cards, and I don't even know what I have. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't. I have a cheat sheet. I'm like, well, does this work? Does this work? And what I really want to do is I just want to turn to the guy and go, is this okay? Is this is good. What are, we, what are we doing here? What's happening? You know? And uh, so I was leaning in a little bit just to hear him. And I feel like he kind of felt like, well, you're getting too close. To, you're looking at my cards. And I'm like, listen, I, if I even looked at your cards, I don't even know. So <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm, this is just me having some fun. And I think this concept of like uh, trying to get close enough to to hear someone's thoughts, it's pretty, pretty interesting. I think we do this not just with God. I mean, not just with each other. I think we do it with God. Like, like I think there are times we, uh, with people, we want to know what, we want to hear what people are thinking. And I think it gets us into trouble sometimes. Like in conversations, have you ever been in, a, in an argument or something like that, and someone says something, and they, they, they say all these things, and then you respond is, I can't believe you think that ah, blah, 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 blah. And so what we do is we go from what people are saying to what they're actually thinking. So like, you you think I'm this kind of person. You really believe that, 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 that. So I wonder if there's a difference between um, hearing, trying to hear someone's thoughts versus listening to what they're really saying. I think we do this with God. Because as I think of like playing poker, I'm thinking, you know what? I think it's not about hearing or hearing my per- this other person's thoughts and trying to figure out what they're thinking. I have to stop and go, I have to listen in a sense to what they are saying slash communicating. Because communication, some people say, right, is uh, 80%, right, nonverbal. Unless you're texting or DMing, then good luck, right? Or you're gifting someone. You guys have done that? I gif all the time. I love it. I love it. But you don't know. Sometimes I've looked at a gif and I'm like, how did you find this treasure? Like, this is amazing. But communication is more than just speaking. It's like, it's a lot of it is body language. It's a lot of it is communicating, not just talking. So if we were to apply this to our series, and when it comes to us connecting with God, could it be possible that some of us spend a lot of time trying to um, hear God's thoughts Versus trying to listen to what he's really saying. Because he's really talking to us. He's communicating to us. And sometimes it's verbal, sometimes it's not verbal. But he's talking to us. And dads, guys, let me just tell you. I think communication is an issue for us, right? Anybody? Right? We have communication is an issue. Hearing, talking, communicating, it is an issue for us. I mean, it's also for some ladies as well. And I mean, we all deal with it. But I think... That when it comes to God in our prayer life or our connection with God, it is possible that we're trying to figure out God's thoughts, like we want to hear his thoughts, versus trying to really stop and listen to what he is really saying. Because I think intuitively, you and I are wired up to look for signs when it comes to God. We, we just are. Some people would say, I think the universe is trying to tell me something. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Right? We kind, of, we kind of think like, even though you're like, I'm not really into the universe, but I'm still, but I'm like, I think God is trying to tell me something. The truth is that God is a talker. He likes to talk. Do you know anybody who likes to talk? Anybody? Are you sitting next to them? You're like surprised that they're, they're, they're quiet, you know? And, they're like, they're, and you're like, they're not quiet. They're actually whispering stuff right now, right? <laughs> How many people have people in their life that are talkers, and, but, you really wanna, but, but, but they're talkers and you really want to listen to them? Right? Because sometimes, sometimes I would just say, uh, sometimes people just talk to, be, to just to hear themselves, right? But God is a talker, 
And you and I need to listen to him. We need to learn to understand what he is saying. And I think it starts with us going, okay, okay, I'm not trying, going to try to figure God out. Because sometimes what we get even in, in, in books about God and about connecting with God or prayer to God, um, we just th- we, it's, it's really about like, this is how God works. Like we talk about or think about and write about how God thinks. And I, and I believe it's is that we have to move away from that because we're never going to figure out what he is thinking. You're never going to know what God is thinking. And here is a passage of scripture that reminds us uh, clearly, this is in Isaiah. Isaiah wrote this, and this is like God through, speaking through Isaiah. And it's Isaiah 55, it says, For my thoughts are not, what? Not, help me out, what not? Your thoughts. They're not going to happen. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts he's like listen if you tried your best if you did the whole thing i mean if you fasted prayed did go went on a retreat whatever whatever if you read read all the books there ever was about me you're not going to get to what i am thinking so just stop i think there's freedom in that i think there's freedom in that because we're trying to figure out and we're trying to get it right see some of us have decisions to make some of them are really complicated they're not like black and white at all. They're not like, oh, just read the Bible and do what it says. No, what does that have to do with anything regarding the complexity of this issue that I have at work? Like, I've got to make decisions about my business that affects not just this employee, but their family. What do you do there? How am I going to have this conversation? Because I know that this might lead to or end up going a very wrong direction. What do I do here? How do I manage this, uh, this, this person in my life that I really want to have a relationship with? But if I correct them, guess what happens? They're gone. But you want to keep that relationship. How do, you, how do you navigate all those? How do you make these decisions? And what people sometimes say is just pray about it. Right? Pray about it. Which sounds great. But it doesn't help. Sometimes you need to stop and realize what is praying about it really mean. And I think praying about it means not trying to hear what God is thinking or God, his thoughts. We have to stop and learn the practice of hearing and listening to what he is truly, truly saying. And he is always talking to us. He's always talking to us. In fact, I want to take you to a passage of scripture here. Um, It's in John 14. John 14, Jesus is talking and he says this. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the, he is the, help me out, he is the what? Holy Spirit who who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it's not looking for him, but, and it does not recognize him, but you, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be what? In you. For I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you soon. Uh, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. He keeps on going and he says, he says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have taught you this spirit that jesus is talking about he's saying that there is a spirit and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how in the beginning god is god is creator god is spirit and god is word 
And so this spirit that was hovering in Genesis 1 is the same spirit that he's talking about that is, is with us but then is also in us. And that is the mystery. But in the middle of all of this, notice this. God, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. As in, I'm not going to leave you as people who are not communicated and cared for. I'm sending you this Holy Spirit who's going to continue to talk to you. That there's something that I am doing in the world that will heighten your awareness of him. See, I think for some of us, you're just convinced that God does not talk to you. God talks to someone else, other people. That's why you tell other people to pray about stuff. Like, how many of you have ever done this? You're like, if this is serious, I need to call in the big guns. <laughs> right? That's when, well, not that I'm the big guns, but I get text messages like, hey, could you pray about this? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> That's a gift, maybe. Okay, anyways, if you don't, if you don't gift, whatever, you don't know. Okay, so... I think people go, I don't know if God talks to me. I don't know if I have the answers. I'm not quite sure. And I just want to tell you, I want you to reimagine, what if you heard God better than anyone else? Don't laugh. No, you. No, 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 my wife does, man. No, 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 you, bro. What if you heard God more? What if you were actually tuned in better? Could it be possible that you are wired, hardwired to actually hear the signs. Because I think what you're doing is trying to figure God out and what are you doing. No, no, just stop and go, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What if you walked around every day with just saying things like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Now, I do that. I do that all the time. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying here? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to communicate? Because I don't want to figure things out. I can't, I can't figure this out. I can't say things like, oh, it'll all work out at the end, and there's always a reason for stuff going on, and there's always, no, no, no. I don't know the reason why things happen. I don't know if there's a reason for everything. I'm not quite sure. I don't want to get into those thoughts. Here's what I want to do. I got decisions to make. I got to figure stuff out, and what I need is I need to learn the ability to hone in, to learn to listen to what God is trying to communicate, because I know the decisions I make Man, a lot of things hang in the balance. Not just this one thing. No, the couple of years down the line. Those of you who know people who are just stuck in maybe even financial debt. It didn't happen one day. No, it was a series of decisions. And then it led into this, uh, this, this, this momentum, this negative momentum in people's lives. People make really bad decisions relationally. You get into one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, and you're like, and, you, and you, you, you ask your friends, what is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. I think what you're trying to do is you're not hearing what, quote, unquote, the universe, quote, unquote, God is saying to you. And I just want to say this. If you're not like a follower of Jesus and you're like, I'm, I'm really into the universe, here's the good thing. Here's the good thing. The, the, the God of Genesis is the father of the universe. So if you ever think the universe is talking to you, he is. <laughs> he is. And I believe the universe is, is conspiring, not against me, but for me. I believe that. I believe that he's put this in all of us. Do you know, you know this is fascinating to me, do you know that the, the earth has a pulse? Every 20 seconds, there is a, there's a seismic, there's a, there's a pulse. Like people who are fascinated with this, they go, the, the, the earth has a pulse, like a, like a heartbeat. It's fascinating. And also, it has this sound. Did you know that? It has this sound. And, and there's like this, 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 this hum that you, you can't really tell. 
But I sleep with a, um, what do you call it? One of those sleep noise thingies. Okay, it's really an app on my phone, honestly. Okay, it's set to desert, uh, sand desert, because I'm from the Middle East. All right, so, so, or sandstorm, that's what it is. And I'm like, oh, it's so nice, okay? It, it, you know, whatever, okay? It is what it is, okay? So, uh, but what happens is when you turn, it, turn that on, in a couple of minutes, it kind of goes away, right? You don't even hear it. What's so fascinating about this is that, that, that uh, so scientists believe that there's this, this, there's this pulse, but there's also this sound. And that there, there seemed to be this, this, this not, I, I want to say, I'm going to spiritualize this, there's this voice that's just speaking. That's just speaking all over. It started when God spoke and communicated us into existence. So his mode of creating us was what? Communication. So of course God wants to talk to you. Yes, you can be the best at hearing him. Dad, you can be the best at hearing because guess what? You don't know what you're doing. Dads, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm just hoping. Like I'm just hoping, knocking on all kinds of things, going, I hope what I said to him works, okay? I just hope he doesn't hate me. I just hope that we're friends as we're adults. I just hope I don't screw this up. Because we don't have great, um, uh, maybe, maybe I didn't, I didn't have a great uh, example to follow. So what if, what if there was this, this, this intention that God had, hey, I'm always talking to you. Which, by the way, any, anybody ever done yoga? I know, I'm bringing in all kinds of things here. You're like, what are you talking about, bro? Where are we, where are we going with this? This is supposed to be Father's Day. Okay, so we have free yoga classes for all the dads. No, I'm not j- joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. They're like, no. Okay, in yoga, at the end of a practice, um, they'll make this sound. It's called the om. If you've ever done it or freaked out by it, okay, it's this sound like om. Do you know? Do you know what that is? So Hinduism, it came from there. Hinduism is the oldest religion in uh, uh, human history. And that civilization was very fascinating because the om in that, you know what they believe? They believe that they are joining a sound of creation that's been going around. They think that there is a sound in the universe. They think there's a sound on in the, in the, uh, on the earth um, and they're joining the flow of it. Now, I'm not saying be a, uh, uh, be a Hindu. I'm just saying, isn't that fascinating that even different civilizations from the beginning, humanity has felt like there is a connection, that they could have a deeper connection to that. So whenever people hear, when I hear Om, I'm like, oh, it's the sound of, in Genesis 1, the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. It hovered, and it made this, gave this world a pulse, and it gave this this universe, this, this, this connection with the creator, there's this, always this flow of, of as, uh, G, as God said, and he spoke the world, and, and, he spoke his, and he spoke and everything was created. There's this voice, there's this sound. Now, for some of you guys like, <laughs> thinking, okay, this is fascinating, but what does that have to do with decisions I've got to make? I just want to convince you, you hear from God. You do. God talks to you. Yes, you're listening. He talks to you. 
He talks to you. And you have to get away from this idea like God doesn't talk to me. No, God talks to you. And here's the, here's the thing. And you, my friend, are accountable to it. There is no way you can get away from, oh, he doesn't talk to me, so I'm not accountable. He talks to you. We have to understand how to listen to what he's communicating, what is he saying, verbal and nonverbal. The other day I did something I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have done. I've done it one time before or two times before. Uh, I, I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I Googled myself, okay? I Googled myself, okay? Bad, bad idea, bad idea, okay? Um, I did. And I think it's because I was on YouTube checking out videos and studying and all that, and I just was like, you know how they have the recommended watch, watch stuff, you know? Usually it's always stuff that I go to, which is all like entertainment. But this time, I'm like, my picture came up, and I was like, oh, okay, hello, hey. Um, and, but the picture was not, I mean, I'm on Google, but it came on, and it said Naim Fazl, and it had like a picture of the flag, American flag, and it said fraud. And I was like, oh, okay. And it says how, and it, the, the, the video was how Naim Fazl, uh, how the fake ex-Muslim Naim Fazl has fooled the, the Christians and the government to get a religious asylum. And I was like, what is this? I mean, I was low-key, that's a compliment, but, but seriously, but I was like, what? And I looked into it, and I was like, oh, this took some intention. And part of that video, I mean, it was done by Muslims, and I have no, nothing against Muslims. And I'm like, it's your right to do this. Like, you can do whatever you want to. But what they did was they actually used a clip of a well-known uh, Christian pastor to discredit me. And that is what kind of kind of got me, like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to say this, but some, sometimes, I mean, including me, including me, some, sometimes pastors should just shut up. Like, they should not say stuff. Is it just me? Is it, have you ever felt that? I just want to say, just shut it. Just shut it. Just, don't, don't, you don't know. You don't even know. You don't know. And so anyways, the, the heart of that was basically I came to faith uh, because of uh, a vision of Jesus showing up in my room. I can't explain it. I don't need to. It happened. All right. You don't believe me? Uh, <laughs> but it changed my life. It changed everything about my life. And so he, uh, and the case was in this video was, is that God does not speak in dreams and visions. Um, and this guy in particular, uh, pastor, was talking about how the gospel, like the message of Jesus, uh, is not really the message of Jesus unless it is said or talked about by someone you cannot come to faith in jesus unless someone else tells you about him physical person words and i was like that's not true like that's not that's not true here's why because that puts god in a box and friends all our theology if you put all the theology of all the religions all not just in christianity all of it and you put it in a box it's still um it's not it's not enough God is beyond that. You know why? Because Isaiah said, my thoughts are what? Higher than thoughts. You, basically he's saying, you have no clue what I'm capable of, how I work in people's lives. You don't even know I gave earth a pulse. You don't understand. So, what am I saying? What I'm saying is, is that 
For some of us, you're like, this is how God talks. And this is how he speaks. And I just want, to, want you to think, wonder, dream a little bit. Maybe God is, has this, this life that is not, is beyond what you think. Maybe your communication with, with him could be more than you could ever imagine. Maybe the life that you think is probable is a limited life because he wants you to live a, a, a life of possibility. Not probability. Probability, you and I might be a statistic. I might be a statistic. Your kids might be a statistic. But God moves us out of a life of probability into a life of possibility and imagination. And that's the God you want to connect to. And that is the God who chooses from day one all of creation to keep communicating with you. So what we have to get to is how do we listen to him? How do we do this? So let's jump in and let's get super practical the next couple of minutes. John 1. John 1. Um, it says here, he was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own what? His own what? Did not what? Recognize, receive him. Did not receive him. And, and yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I was on a podcast uh, the other uh, week, and, um, um, and these guys were interviewing me, and they were talking about this oh, oh, a part of my book that I wrote, Ex-Muslim. I talked about God out of context. I talked about the reality that God, uh, that, that the biggest thing that you and I, uh, as followers of Jesus, um, could be guilty of is not recognizing God out of context. So he could show up uh, in a place, in a people, people's life, in a, in a situation, and you've never seen him act that way or look like that. And if you fail to recognize him, you'll miss the whole thing. And so these guys were like, so he, they, were, they were like, they're like, why is this so important? Like, why do you think you made it make a big deal about recognizing God out of context? And I said, here's why. Because again and again and again and again, if you read the scriptures, here's what you find. You find themes. You see, what we do is we look at the scriptures and we go, okay, what is God thinking? What is God thinking? What is God thinking? No, 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 stop. Stop. Step back. Like a painting, step back a little bit, look at it. What is it saying? What is it communicating? And God out of context is so important because if you and I don't recognize him, we will fall into the same thing. What the scriptures here in John saying is, is he went to his own people and his own people killed him. See, I think we can be guilty of followers of Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you can be guilty of actually living a life that's so predictable that when God really shows up and he communicates, you're like, ah, I don't think that's God. And he's like, I'm here talking to you. And that's why some of you, some of you, here's funny. I mean, it happened last week. A guy came up to me, he was like, hey, so just seriously, are you, have you been like bugging my car? Have you been listening into my conversations every week? And I was like, what? I don't got time for that. Who, who? No, he was joking, obviously. And he was like, man, every week for the last like four weeks, I have a conversation with my buddy uh, in my car or something, and then you talk about it. And then every week, we're, now we're texting each other going, hey, did you listen to this sermon? Oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, you talked about the same thing. He's like, you have to be. Like, who told you about this? People have come up to me. They're like, hey, did someone tell, me, tell you about what I'm going through? I'm like, no, 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 no. And they're like, nah, really? And some of them look at me like, yeah, I don't believe you. I'm like, 
I'm not lying. I'm not talking about you. Okay, I have other, I mean, you're special, but I, I got other things going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not thinking about, like, I, 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 just being real. What happens? What happens there is God is speaking to you, and he's using my words. Again, communicating to you. And what's happening is people are recognizing it. So could God be speaking to you right now? And I think he is. Some of you, you're like, this is it. I got to pay attention to this. Guess what? This is it. Pay attention. This is it. This is your one thing you need to get better at. Not trying to figure out God. No. Well, no. Learn to become a better listener. Know what, quote unquote, the universe is telling you. How do we do this? I think it's found in this. How do we recognize his recognize him because he said i went to them and they did not recognize me all right so how do we recognize him do we recognize him uh let's jump into that first thing um i think here in john 10 let me read you this uh, jesus talks about um my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they will never perish no one can snatch them away from me Here's the secret to recognizing God's voice. It's found in this passage right there in the word no. The word no in scripture is not the word of, uh, uh, that, it, it means different things in different passages, but in a lot of passages, especially when Jesus was talking, he was not talking about understanding. He wasn't saying, hey, if you understand me, he's like, oh, this is the information. No, 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 no. He was saying, he was talking about experience. In fact, in some passages, it is honestly the word intercourse, to know. Like, uh, like Adam knew his wife, Abraham knew his wife. Like, that, like that's how it works. It's like this intimate experience. We have experienced something together. The first step in recognizing and learning to recognize God's voice, hey, is experiencing him. It means you spend time doing things with him. There means this is an acknowledgement of doing and being around God. It's you saying, God, I know you're with me. You're around me. It doesn't have to be freaky. You don't have to go super religious. Please don't do that. No, just know that you are going to spend time with God. If it's five minutes here and two minutes there, you're constantly doing, and you're doing things with him. What does that mean? That means that you feel a hunch. You feel like, I think I should do this. And you say, hey, you know what? We're going to do this together. Like I've had conversations that go, you know what? I think you said this. I'm not quite sure. I might fail. We'll do this together. And I have moments where God, when I feel after it wasn't good, I'm like, oh, that really was terrible. That was not you at all. And I'm saying God is like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't. But it's a trial and error. See, if you don't respond to a nudge, if you don't respond to something, you're never going to learn how he talks. You're never going to learn if it is the shepherd talking to you. Here he's saying, my sheep listen to my voice. They don't, they don't try to understand me because I'm the shepherd, they're sheep. Fundamentally different. But they know me and guess what they do? They follow me. You see, you have to learn to follow and fail if you're going to recognize God's voice. If you never follow and you never fail, you never learn to get better at recognizing God's voice. And so you and I have to do that. You have to do that. There is a, there is, um, I, I taught this a couple of years ago uh, about this when, with, with sound. There, is, there are three things about it. There's a rhythm, there's a tone, and there's a pitch. Okay, so if you're taking notes, it's going to be really quick. But, okay, rhythm. Everything has a rhythm to it. 
So when, he, when you hear God's voice, there is a rhythm to how he speaks, meaning there is always a pattern of behavior. So when you are presented with something and you go, okay, um, people have told me to read the Bible, people have asked me to read this or this, this, you look at him and go, does God act like this? Has he done this before? That's one way of recognizing. Hey, there's a rhythm to this. I've seen this pattern before. Okay, then it might be, might be God. Then there's a tone. Tone is what I think, what is like, like, a tone is something that can be felt, right, by people who are not in a conversation, right? You can walk by and go, ooh, stay away from that. There's a, there's a, there's a spirit, there's a, oh, there's a feeling, and this is abstract. So you, when you hear something, like people have told me, pastors have told me, or I've uh, been opportunities, and I, the tone of their voice that tells me so much about their intention that I'm like, yucky, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not quite sure about this. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if this is the right thing. Tone makes such a difference because t- tone can take a truth and make it into a lie. You can totally un- misunderstand someone with tone. God wants us to be to learn to be better understanding his tone. What does that mean? It's when, when you turn to someone else and go, hey, so I am hearing this. What do you feel about it? This is how you recognize God's tone. You ask other people. So rhythm, tone, pitch. Pitch is the quality, friends. It's the quality of vibrations. And what I mean is, is this. It's, 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 it's like, does what God is suggesting, what you are hearing, cause a vibration in what you're doing? That means... Are you always hearing, great job, great job, keep doing it, keep doing it, whatever makes you happy, do this, do that, do that. God's all about being your cheerleader. He wants you to become um, the person you're created to be. But because he's committed to that, when he speaks, there's always an invitation. Hey, let's do this together. But there's always a challenge. Hey, uh, you do this so you can become someone that you want to be. So there's always this, this rhythm, tone, and pitch. You guys still with me? Okay, let's go to number two. Number two, okay, so we go from, okay, how do we recognize his voice? Then we go to how do we receive his word? Well, how, do we, how do we receive it? Mark 9 says this, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? This is a father talking about it, okay? This is a conversation that a father and Jesus is happening. Jesus and him are talking about this this problem that this father has. He is desperate because he, as a kid who needs healing, is afraid that this that his kid's going to die. And they're like, "Please, please help me!" So he goes and pleads to Jesus. And when he pleads, he's like, he's like, "I don't." He comes to him, and I want you to understand this. When and because we face this in choices, he says, "I don't even know if you can do this. If you can do anything, would you?" you please help? Have you ever had that prayer? Like, God, if, with this cancer, could you just do something? Could you do something? Could you, if you can do this, please do this. And so there's that kind of a moment. It's desperate. And so right there, Jesus responds. He says, what do you mean if I can? What do you mean if I can? Like, basically, he's, of course I can. He says, anything is possible. If, if someone believes, the father instantly cries out. What did he say? He said, I do believe, but what? Help me overcome my what? Unbelief. Receiving God's voice and word 
you can do that doubting all the way. Receiving God's word doesn't mean you believe everything. Receiving God's word doesn't mean like when he says, I'm, I got this, I'm going to take care of do this, I got this. You don't have to go, okay, I believe. Because guess what? You're only saying that to appease other people. Because deep down you're like, I don't. I don't know how this is going to work out. I cannot see uh, the probability of this. I don't know how these things are going to line up. I'm not quite sure if we're going to ever do this or get out of this. We are in this relational funk right now, and I'm telling you, I don't see this ever turning out good. I think we're probably going to get a divorce. Okay. But maybe God said, hey, 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 in this case, no, no, it doesn't have to end in divorce. I mean, there are all kinds of cases, friends. But maybe in this one, you're like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't even believe it. I don't think how, I don't, I don't believe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you are facing career choices, and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be that one for my family to make it. I don't know. I don't see this coming together. And that's the beautiful thing about God. You can receive his word in doubt. You can be... Um, I do believe, like I believe because I hear you saying it, like I, I clearly hear you saying it, but I'm so uncertain about this. And that's why there's a difference between certainty and clarity. I am certain God is for me. I am unclear most of the time what he's doing. And we have to move and receive God's word in the middle of doubt just because um, you doubt doesn't mean that you don't believe. See, trust is not static. It is dynamic. It continues to move. So do you trust? Do you trust that God is going to speak to you? Do you trust that he's continually speaking to you? Do you trust that he's going to speak to you about this problem? Do you trust it? Do you trust him? Not how the situation will go, but do you trust him? You see, you and I have to learn that because that's how you receive God's word to you. And then thirdly, you react. You react to his will. You react to what he is saying. Now, God's will is like, uh, like how do you even understand that? Right? Like, how do you, because we, when we think of God's will, again, we go, okay, his thoughts, his thoughts, his thoughts. But we learn his thoughts are what? Higher than ours. So how do you react to his will? His reacting to his will is reacting to his intention for us, not every perfect thing that God wants us to do. No, reacting to his will is moving forward, going, okay, 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 I have to, I have to be able to give up my needs for his, or I have to give up and, and allow myself to be maybe a little lower than he is. Because friends, here's, what's, here's, here's the, the, the um, what do you call it, the uh, secret to every relationship, marriage, friendships, coworker, all that, okay? It's always learning to submit to one another. Learning to honor one another. Learning to sacrifice. If you and I have never learned the, the art of sacrifice, we will never learn what it means to follow Christ. See, that's why he says, take up your cross and follow me. He's not saying, be that dude who walks around with the cross in Charlotte. No. He's saying, Take the way of sacrifice, and then you can follow. 
Because there is no following me if you're not willing to sacrifice. And friends, I got to tell you, the closer you are with God, the harder you want to resist him. You think it's the opposite. Nope. No, people, Christians sometimes will say, oh man, those people over there, they're not doing God's will. We are, they're so far from God. No, 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 no. They don't even know. You know, and you're not doing it. Here's what's interesting. Hebrews says this. Hebrews 3 says, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we did first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember, remember, it says what it says today when you hear his voice, don't what? Harden your hearts as Israel did when they believed. When they believed. Man, I think that is the key, friends. Not not hardening, hardening our hearts. And for some of us, hardening our hearts is this. There is a resentment and an unforgiveness. There is an issue that you're not going to let go. There is something that in your life you're like, not this one, not that. I'm not going to go there. There's something in your past. There's something that God's talking to you about. And he's saying, you listen, listen, listen. If you figure this out, it will affect positively. It will affect all the decisions and your relationships. But you're like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. You see, when God, when you hear from him and when God talks to you, what are what are you and I going to do? Are we going to respond in such a way that we go, okay, God, fine, okay, okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this. See, that is the challenge. And so what I want to do is um, I want to pray for us because I think for some of us, uh, I think you hear God more than you know, and right now you're hearing God about a certain situation and you don't know what to do. But truth is, truth is, truth is, you do. You don't want to do it. You don't want to totally surrender. You don't want to totally give up. You don't, because it feels like a sacrifice. It is. It feels like um, you're losing a part of yourself. No, you're gaining a part you never had. You're moving out of a life of probability into a life of, of, of possibility with God. Because if God spent all this intention trying to create a a voice, give you his spirit, you think he's not talking to you? Of course he is. Do you think you need me or other people to talk to you for God? You don't. The only reason you want other people to talk to God for you is because you don't want to do it. Because as soon as you do, He's going to get real. And we would rather not get real. We would just be okay with religious. God's never okay with religious. So, can I pray for you? Let's do that. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Father of all creation. I thank you. I thank you, that God, that you've sent your a part of yourself, the Christ, Jesus the Christ, that we can not just walk with him, but, but be, be, be living in him. And then you've given us your spirit, this, this spirit, this ruach, who, who cries out, um, as, as Proverbs says, God, it's wisdom. She cries out, trying to direct us and lead us into a life that's more eternal, a life that's actually going to last. So God, I pray for decisions. 
this morning. I pray for decisions for dads, God. God, I pray that they would know that you love them and you're proud of them. And you're not waiting around for them to become someone else that they never wanted to be. No. God, you're doing something in, within them that's bigger than that. God, I pray you made us so unique. You speak to us in so many different ways. So God, I pray that you would remind us, God, the way you talk to me is not the same way you talk to someone else. And it's okay. God, that throughout the day, you give us these signs, these nonverbal images all over, communicating, communicating. But God, we just have to learn to recognize. We have to learn to fail. We have to learn to be brave. We have to learn to sacrifice and move so we can be transformed. Not to appease anyone else, but to be closer to you. To love our people and our kids better. To lead our businesses, our families better. God, we need you. So we come to you. God, I pray that, that as people go and receive communion maybe, or they'll go to the cross, maybe they'll go light a candle, reminding themselves of what they're praying. God, I pray that they would, they would, they would listen. They would listen. God, help us respond in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.